Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. Just a special prayer, always people in faith supporting the kingdom of God. They have opened their hearts and they show openly that they support you that they support what the kingdom of God stands for. Eternal life, blessedness, love, forgiveness, harmony. Father, we pray today in the name of Jesus Christ that your blessings will abound towards your people. Lord, as we are gathered here together tonight, and many of the people only came to the morning services, again, there's a great crowd here but that you would bless the entire day, all the congregation that spread out over the three services of the day. And then Lord, tonight you will bless us with your presence, with your glory, and be honored tonight. Lord, we thank you that you will help us with our finances, that you will help us with our family life, that you will help us at the workplace, that you will open up doors, that you will provide where there is a need. For those who call upon the Lord shall receive answer. And the prayer of faith is healing in its nature, restoring in its nature, that there will be a recuperation, even in the financial dimension of the people. And there will be physical restoration, spiritual, material, social, and even emotional. Whatever it is that a man or a woman has that is a need before God, Let it be brought as we have our prayer cards of the year. Weekend after weekend on a Saturday morning, we pray over those prayer cards. And we bless them and we pray that God would answer them. And there's a whole movement of prayer built around our prayer cards and our prayer shield. That all would be well with our people. Even tonight, we proclaim the love of God to one and all in Jesus Christ's name. Through the the name of our mighty God and Savior, Jesus of Nazareth. All God's people sit down please, but the band remain on standby because tonight I've got ideas in my head and that is that I'd like to minister to the people because there's a lot of needs here. I'm going to just read a verse and then I don't want to, while they rest their legs for a second, I don't really want to divert from what we're doing, what I'd like to do because I feel the people come with such great expectation. And you know what? God heals. I came into Pentecost, and that's the one thing I discovered, is that God heals. Big time. Big time. Amen. And you know what? At Little Falls, it's like we have revival every Sunday night. Every Sunday night's different. There's just a verse which I want to uh, just share with you, just one single verse, where Paul the Apostle is saying very shortly this, that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. The power of God to salvation. The gospel salvation. The word salvation incorporates not just eternal life salvation, but God saves you out of all all kinds of difficulties. He's always there. He looks after you. He cares for you. He's there for you. He's given His angels charge concerning you. And mine is the privilege of, in fact, 
it is the duty that I have to pray for you all the, all the days of the week. I've got to keep you before the Lord. That God would look after you because I realize the pressure that our people go through. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first, also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now we know that faith is what works miracles. Faith is action, has always been action. Faith is not a passive thing. Faith is a thing that you respond to the Word of God. Now, how many of you believe tonight that God heals people? Let me see your hands right now. How many of you tonight believe God can restore your family life? How many of you believe tonight God can restore marriages if you pray for them? How many of you believe tonight that God could open up doors of opportunities for you in your future and bless you financially in a way that you did not expect? You know, the one thing about this place is this overwhelmingly positive spirit of people that live in difficult times in a difficult world with all kinds of problems, yet you have. When they get here, they're smiling, they're happy, they're hugging each other, and here we are, a mass of people on a Sunday night as usual at Little Falls. And I want to pray for you for different things tonight, minister, as the Lord leads me. And I also want to pray for, for, you know, sickness and whatever. As the Spirit of God causes us tonight to move, I shall move with that. And I would just want to give a night to the Lord. Furthermore, I just want to say this to you, that we've had the, uh, the because of the weather forecast, I could see, looking at the computer models, that on the road forward, the road forward, that there would be uh, an alleviation of the weather. That means this coming week, still a bit of rain here and there, but there would be a, a, a alleviation, uh, so to speak, that the sun comes through and uh, everything else. But remember this, as I said Saturday, when God gives rain, He calls it, I will give the good rain to your country. And so people do not complain if the Lord blesses us in this nation. If the farmers have got mealies that stand that high. Come on. And all the crops and everything else is flourishing because of the water that the Lord sent. Now there's also another thing. And that is if the Lord sends rain, uh, it in itself where the Lord says, I will come to you as the former and the latter rain in a month. Literally in a month or in the first, in the first month of the rain season when Israel moves in their rain season towards the end of the year. That's like in the uh, end of the uh, sacred calendar, but also the continuance after that. But the, the point is, God says in the first month, in a month, there will be the former and the latter rain. He said He will pour out His Spirit upon us. I have no doubt that God wants to give us revival. I absolutely Listen to me now. I absolutely, for years, like I mean from my earliest years, I mean I believed always that there's coming a time when God is going to cause a major revival. I don't want to hear about revivals that's happening overseas and, and this, that, the other. I'm saying God's got a blessing for South Africa. And I'm saying that. I state it. I believe it. These are people that are beautiful in this country. 
I love them all, one and all, with no exception. And I know this, that if we as God's people just clean out our lives and become faithful to God and move closer to the Lord and just commit yourself to the Lord, remember the gospel of Jesus Christ is the word that saves you. I have one request, and that is this, that you would spend this year and that you would lead people to Jesus. Listen to what I'm saying now. Okay, let me take it from this angle. If I say the year 2022, how many people actually led somebody in 2022 to the Lord? I won't ask you to raise your hands. But think about it. Did you talk to one person and change that life in the year that's gone by? Because most people are saved on one-on-one -on -one evangelism, one-to-one type of evangelism, where you witness about Jesus, where you tell the people a story of your life. Now, just be careful when you do that sort of thing that you don't tell a story that lasts for an hour because you'd lose that person, that poor person that is with you in the, in the lift at the workplace or perhaps uh, sitting with you in a restaurant's got to go and, uh, you know, at the workplace I'm talking about. Now, there might be a restaurant there and just sitting and talking and you begin with your life story and you talk right through the entire lunch. You don't want to do that. You want to taper that testimony, when it comes to your personal testimony of being with God, then you say, okay, I have to see that I can give somebody a powerful testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ and how Jesus Christ worked in my personal life. So that in three minutes, you would put on fire an unbeliever. You would persuade an unbeliever because of what's happened in your life that unbeliever will be inspired to have the same as you have. Because let's face it, it's almost, if one could put it that way, I'm just saying this for the moment, it's like almost like we've got an unfair advantage. We're now saved. Our names are written in the book of life. We are on our way to heaven and everything is fine. There is hell and there is the fire of hell and whatnot. The Bible warns there are multitudes in the valley of decisions. Go out there, you'll see them unsaved by the droves. Now, with that being said, I could say I have a less affair uh, kind of attitude. The Afrikaans language says, God, laat God's water oor God's akker vloei. And so, you know, just couldn't care about anything else. But have you ever thought how powerful you personally can be? Just how powerful your testimony can be. Do you know the Roman road? Do you know how to lead someone to Jesus? Do you know the book of Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10? I always say the pastors must know that verse of heart. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart that God the Father raised Him from the dead, then you'll be saved. For with a, with a heart man believes unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. Those two verses. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe that God the Father raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. Just like that. Those words, how difficult is it to memorize two scriptures and have them with you everywhere you go. And then use your personal testimony to convert somebody from the negative world to the positive. We have like an unfair advantage. Pastor Clive Gopal used to call it uncommon favor because out there in the world, Favor ain't that common anymore. 
But we've got uncommon favor. We've got the divine favor upon us. So we're living this life. When there's trouble, what can you do? You go and you pray. When there's real trouble, what can you do? You can even go fast in prayer. You can separate yourself and you can say to yourself, I'm going to spend this time with God this weekend. I'm going to take a bottle of water and lock myself up and just pray and water fast. Maybe next year with the Daniel fast, I want to get really intense on the fast and what you can achieve through the fast. Because I've achieved many things through fasting and prayer. And then some people talk about the fasted life. Uh, Dr. Kenneth Yagen used to talk about the fasted lifestyle, where you are under that type of discipline that is ongoing discipline actually never stops. It's a type of fast which I still have to get to and maybe explain sometime. But the point is that if you, if you are living with God, if you are inspired by God, look at the people that surround you. Look at how troubled they are. I remember in my days, I still studying at university, in fact, and um, I was walking around. I was looking at people, and they would come out with severe problems, huge problems. I'd just given my life to the Lord. And, um, and then uh, I, I remember how those people would come and say, you know, I really, I, you could see they're down. You could see they're in the dumps. You could see that everything is negative. It's not very difficult to find that out these days with people. When you talk to them, you quickly find out where they are actually from a mental point of view. And you could see it on their face. You could see it like some, some people carry their feelings on their arms. Some people try to harm, hide it. But you know what? You're walking around with a solution. You are a letter which is being read. You said you're a Christian. You're a letter that goes out there and people can read your life. They can see you. You know, whenever I go into society, wherever I go, I get people two, three, four. Every time I go to like a, a shopping mall, I get a number of people that would stop me and greet me in the restaurants. Wherever I go, I get people come up to me. Just last week, I took the weekend off and I said to Maud, I want to take off now. I've been working since October without a break. I just need one weekend off here. And uh, so I, we, we took off last weekend and uh, went down to uh, the dam, Hatepeshpur Dam. And there we were. I wasn't there for 10 minutes and three people came to us already and said, Pastor, how are you? What's going on here? And I had to explain, you know what, I'm having a weekend off now. You know, just don't worry, I've not backslidden. I've, I've just, you know, I've got a weekend off here. That means off. That means, you know, it's like fasting. When you fast, then you let go of food. Um, the fast is um, the loss. That is um, cost the loss. You know, just leave the food and just go on. So I have to explain every time, don't worry, don't worry about me. everything is fine. You know, and we're busy eating and I get somebody patting me on the shoulder. Hello, pastor. Then I go, there's a little shoppy there, a shoppy, a shop, shoppy. I just call it a shoppy. You go into that shop and uh, Maud's going to get some milk and stuff. She gets it. She says, take this to the car so long, I'm coming. So I go to the car, get to the car. And um, as I get ready to put the uh, groceries or what, bulk and stuff, milk and bread, whatever, uh, put it in the car, a man steps forward and says, no, don't you do that. I'll do it for you. Good morning, pastor. And I'm thinking that's number three now. <laughs> and he says, good morning, pastor. He says, I want to I I put that in the car for you. I said, no, man, this is nothing. No, just I'm now awkward already. This is nothing, you know. Don't worry about this. No, pastor, I insist. I am at the church also. I don't even know that guy's here tonight. I said, 
all right, okay, go ahead. And I'm standing here, and everybody's looking now. That man's standing back, and here's this young man that stepped into the scene, and he's now busy loading stuff in the back of the car. And I'm standing there, and I said, who are you? And I see this bright, smiling face. He says, my name is Mornay Duplessis. Do you know Mornay Duplessis? I'm not talking about the rugby man. This is a guy called Mornay Duplessis. What a pleasant character. What a pleasant man. And there he is. He greets me, and, he, and I say, well, God bless you out of your socks today. And there he goes. It's just like that. People know you. You're a letter. You're being read by people. They know. They Listen, they are painfully aware that you're a Christian. I hope so. I hope so. Of course, you get the secret service ones, secret service Christians. You know, they carry a little badge right there, behind there, just in there. So, I'm a Christian, you know. I'm also a Christian. <laughs> what did you say? I said, I'm a Christian. <laughs> Hide it away. A little badge here that says, big time Christian now. Saved to the bone. But Elijah was called the troubler, troubler of Israel. Elijah, the prophet Elijah. King Ahab, when he saw him, he said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? You know, if you're a child of the living God, filled with the Spirit of God, saved by the blood of Jesus, your name is kept in the book of life. You're filled with God's Holy Spirit. Somebody comes up to you. He knows you're a Christian. Don't do that Bring it out and save that soul for Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord a praise offering. Shout hallelujah. Now say these words, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation of my family, of my friends, of my fellowship circle, everybody I know in marriage, in the home, in the workplace, on the road, in Jesus' name. I'm not ashamed. Now give the Lord a praise offering. Hallelujah. I like your smiles tonight. All right. I can have the band back and I want, want to make us some music. And I want to pray for people. I'm going to pray for different things. But I'm going to pray now for people that have, have any form of sickness. But before they come out, I'm just reminded that a lot of people today, and I heard the shout, Happy Birthday, Pastor Harold. Even in the speaker's lounge at the back, I thought, Drip. Happy Birthday, Pastor Harold. Maybe the neighbors hear it, you know. I don't know. But the people are wild in this place. They don't compromise. Welcome to Little Falls No Compromise Christian Center. Amen. Amen. Well, don't let any man put a value on your life. God's already done that. Don't let any man degrade you. God has already upgraded you. Don't let any man come to you and say, you know, you're not worth it. God has declared that you are worth it the blood of Jesus Christ and He saved you out of darkness. Don't let any man accuse you of your sin by the inspiration of the devil himself. 
If the devil says that, you know, you're just like an old dog that goes around, a mangy old dog in town, you know, you have got so many sins on the list of your life, then you remind the devil, if he reminds you of your past, you remind him of his future. You tell him Revelation 21.10. I love that one. 20 verse 10, should I say. Where it says, And the devil was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Now he goes in there. And I remember casting out demons. And there's a woman full of demon spirits in Newcastle. Young girl, full of spirits. And every time I quote that verse, he says, don't say that. I said, devil, I'm so glad you say that. Now the devil was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. It burned forever. And the smoke of that torment did not cease day or night. There the worm is, there the maggot is, and he feeds on them, and he does not die. And there's a fire that burns, and the heat is unbearable. It is an, a torment to the highest level of torment. That's eternity that it should be so. It's out in the farthest place of creation, in the outer darkness is place, this place is found, that God has prepared for the devil and his angel. Devil, you're the first one that you're going there. And he says, don't say that. Now I said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're responding to me tonight, but uh, I need to tell you that the devil and all of his demon spirits, the fallen angels of hell, were cast into the lake of fire and brimstone along where the beast and the false prophet are, and they will be there. They will burn. Don't say that. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Devil, I'm so glad you want me to do that. Therefore, I'm going to ignore you flat. I say that, you know, you're going to come out or you're going to burn right here and now by the power of the Holy Spirit, the fire of God's on you. I said, and the devil and his cohort, the whole bunch of them that are evil and unclean, they were cast by an almighty God who judged them and cast them out into the lake of fire and brimstone you go. You are judged forevermore. And the devil says, and they're out. That literally happened. They burn so much. I've had it so, so much that they cannot stand it. I've had people that I pray for, pray for them like in an evening service like this, they would burn, their bodies would burn till midnight until every spirit is out of them. So now don't look at me all that serious. All of you are looking all as if I'm talking Greek. I'm talking facts. It's truth. We have authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and of all of the power of the enemy. Can you say amen? For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.